You're listening to the Sportsman's Nation Podcast Network brought to you by Lacrosse Boots. The Lacrosse Alpha Burley Pro delivers an athletic and glove-like fit that will hold the foot in place to prevent chafing and rubbing while on the move. Lacrosse Boots, done right since 1897. This is the Sawn Outdoors Podcast. How's it going, guys? McCade here. Thanks for tuning in again this week to another episode of the Sawn Outdoors podcast. Um, we're getting ready for all of our hunts and uh, thinking about all of our gear, what we're going to be throwing in the pack. And uh, part of that process has been thinking about what we're going to be eating while we're in the backcountry. Um, we're always looking for delicious meals and being the food critics that we are, uh, sometimes we're a little picky. But uh, there's a new company that started out of Utah, and uh, us being from Utah, it really piqued our interest, and they make um, some awesome instant meals for, uh, for all sorts of different activities, whether you're into mountain biking, hiking, backpacking, fishing, climbing, whatever it may be. Um, these guys make food to help replenish uh, some of those precious calories that are lost while you're exerting yourself on the mountain. And uh, they did it really well. <laughs> There's just no other way to put it. Um, if you're familiar with instant dehydrated or freeze-dried meals, um, you can you know that they aren't always the best tasting. Sometimes they um, leave a little bit to be desired, so to speak. But uh, we've tried some of these peak refuel meals and uh, have been thoroughly impressed. So... We wanted to sit down with them and talk about what makes them different and uh, throw it out there in front of you guys so you guys can hear a little bit more about who they are and what they make, what uh, their meals are all about. And uh, if you want to try them, they uh, were gracious enough at the end of the podcast, make sure you tune in to that. Um, they leave us a, a discount code that you guys can use throughout the end of September. This is huge. They left us a discount code for all of you. It'll be 25% off anything on their site. So any meals and any other merchandise. They have some uh, hats and shirts on their site as well. But you can buy um, some some packages um, of meals, whether that be just single meals, single packets, or you can buy some um, more bulk style. So log on to their website. We talk about it in the podcast, but I'll drop it now. It's peakrefuel.com. That's P-E-A-K, like the peak of a mountain, and then refuel, R-E-F-U-E-L, like refueling your body. So go check them out. Enjoy this podcast. And uh, if you guys do try their meals out, please send us some messages and let us know what you're thinking. We'd like to communicate that back to them. And uh, they're looking for ways to improve. But uh, from my personal opinion... I don't think that they have much to improve upon with the meals that I have tried. So thanks again, guys. Enjoy. All right. We're getting some people on here. Hey, <laughs> welcome Sweet. out. Welcome out. When are we going to get a sawn outdoor sticker for the table here? Ooh, I'll send you one. We need one. I'll send it. There we go. Pin comment. All right. 
Now I just realized I don't have a way to look at my notes. <laughs> but that's okay. Who needs notes? All right. Well, Travis. I didn't even catch your yes, last name. Yes, sir. Christofferson. Christofferson. Yeah. Right on. We're podcasting today with Travis Christofferson here at Peak Refuel. Travis, tell us about yourself. Man. Who are you? Where are you from? First of all, I'm excited to be here. I'm excited that you're here. We're on the podcast yeah. together. It's been a long time coming, and it's good to have you out. Thanks. It's it's good to be here. Have you yeah. ever done a podcast before? No. No. <laughs> hopefully hopefully uh, your listeners don't find that out you know, too quick here. <laughs> hopefully I sound like a seasoned vet after this, but no, this would be the first one, and I'm excited to do it. Yeah. Well, good. Excited to... To talk freeze-dried food. Yeah, for sure. So a little bit about me. Um, born and raised in Lehigh, Utah, and grew up on a, a family farm there. A little little cattle operation, nothing big, but enough to to get us to know a little bit about raising animals and uh, farming, gardening, all that. Learn uh, hard work. Learn hard work. <laughs> at a, you know, I always ask my dad about the farm. I was like, we don't make any money on this, do we? And he goes, no, it's just basically here to teach you how to how to work. And yeah. so a lot of the work principles got instilled at an early age, moving hand lines, taking care of the garden, you know, feeding animals and whatnot. So the farm's still there. We still do a little bit of that. I'll be hauling hay at 6 a.m. tomorrow morning oh. with, with my cousins <laughs> and my dad. So be hauling hay for, for an hour and a half, two hours and coming to work, you know. So yeah, I grew up on a farm there. Grew up fishing, hunting, camping, playing a lot of sports, but fondest memories as a kid were definitely in the mountains and the hills fishing with the old man having him check me out of school to to take me hunting you know <laughs> that was the best right <laughs> well, dude uh, honestly i don't know if there is a better moment than being in grade school and waiting for that intercom to ring and you know you hear that beep and you're just praying that it's you and right. <laughs> you hear hey can you send travis down the office his dad's here to check him out and you're just like yes and, <laughs> Walk out and dad be in full camo and have my camo jacket right there. And he'd just Heck be like, let's yeah. go. Let's go hunting. And some of the fondest memories I have as a kid, definitely hunting. But, yeah, I just took those things he taught us from a from an early age, all those experiences he, you know, took us out on. And and just have continued doing that. I hunt with him quite a bit still, hunt with family and friends. And that's just you know, that's where my, that's where the passion, that's where the drive began. It was definitely at a young age having mm-hmm. my dad, a lot of it was waterfowl hunting, a lot of duck hunting, goose hunting with him and having him, you know, pre-waiter days, having him haul me out on his back and having little irrigation boots to, to stand in the muck <laughs> in with him and just sitting there and him saying, you know, if you make a peep, you're not coming next time and just being quiet and, you know, just loving every minute of it, man. It was, uh, it was a blast, like That's I said, awesome. fond, fond memories. But from there, uh, you know, grew up doing that, then got into big game hunting in college with, with a buddy of mine that we, we go after archery deer, mule deer every year here in Utah, and love doing that. Still do a ton of waterfowl hunting with the family, and that's probably where my passion is still. It's in, it's in the birds. It's in the waterfowl, pheasants even. Heck yeah. In the upland game like pheasants and quail grouse all that i love love hunting like that we have our own dogs so train I was just gonna ask and... that's the way to do it it's, oh yeah it makes it really hard when you don't have a dog <laughs> oh dude, it's, it makes it it's it's a different kind of hunting the day that i bought my first dog my first black lab mm-hmm. and trained her 
my passion, my drive, and how I hunted, I would say, changed. It was more about watching her work and getting birds for her than it was about going out and, you know, filling a limit. It was, it changed a lot. Yeah. And, um, yeah, really enjoy hunting with, with my dog and makes it a lot more, more interesting. Makes it a year-round thing, too, you know, when you're right. out training your dog in the spring and working mm-hmm. on different things. And, and you know, she's she's a, she's a decent lab. She's got a... She's got an okay owner, I guess, and she's only <laughs> as good as, as the owner is, so she does she does all right. Awesome. Does she do both uh, upland game and waterfowl? Yeah, so we've uh we've done quail over her, uh pheasants, grouse. Haven't done chuckers yet with her. That's that's kind of the next thing well, I'd let's like go. to uh, Hey, I'd love to, man. I I've I've chucker hunted before, but never with never with her, but I'd love yeah. to take her out with that. But yeah, a lot of a lot of waterfowl, a lot of ducks and geese, and I just, that's where the itch is for me, man, is going after those mallards. And I know. I love it. I like, love it. I love big game hunting. Yeah. I, I mean, the thrill of that is incredible. Like having a bull bugle screaming in your face, you know, 20 yards, that's unmatched. Oh, yeah. But to have birds decoying, like, there is nothing compared to that. And you can just keep shooting. <laughs> I love it. I don't know what it is. Like, I'll... My drive to hunt birds sometimes just it it drives me insane, you know. Like, you'll be out there and you'll have a nice spot. You've packed your decoys in, all your stuff for the day, and you know a thousand yards down, you'll see all these birds landing. It's just like, yeah, let's go. Like, I'm I'm ready to pick up. But there's been sometimes big game hunting where I'm like, oh, it's a far walk for an elk right now. I might just have to sit here and hope it gets closer. But man, if it's a it's a till, I'm like busting out there for it. I don't know. I, it's it doesn't make sense. But yeah, love the big game. But they say you have to be halfway crazy to hunt waterfowl. For sure. I mean, you're laying out there on ice, for sure. twenty degrees below zero. Yeah. You maybe get one shot in the whole day. You're just like, you get done, and you're like, only an idiot would go back out tomorrow and do this. And, and then you're back in the truck. There you there. You're out there the next yep. day, and I love it. That's I love awesome. doing it. But yeah, big game, big game hunting. I, I I guess I am newer to that. I mean, started doing that about seven eight years ago. Right Archery on. picked up a bow and started hunting with a buddy that that got me into it. It was like it was probably the worst first experience for someone to get into hunting as far as i thought it was super easy he made it look super easy so i just thought you picked up a bow (laughs) you walked out you had your buck down and you were back at camp at noon eating and fishing later that afternoon and he that first hunt lasted about three hours he holy smokes yeah you got spoiled i got spoiled (laughs) so i picked up a bow thought man this bow hunting stuff this is easy you just go pick out a hill you go you know stand in some quakies and that deer walks by, you put him down, and like I said, you're fishing in the afternoon. And <laughs> I learned that it's not the case. Not that easy, but, huh? You know, he was—he's the expert bow hunter, and I'm the novice here, and I'm just still trying to figure it out. But I, awesome. I love it. It is fun. I, you know, I everything from shooting early summer to scouting to, um, you know, we we got in a couple years ago, actually setting up cams and, yeah. and doing all that. I mean, that's it's fun. The I whole look process. To it. Huh? I love it. It's, crazy watching them just from going from shedding their antlers to growing new stuff and watching them grow throughout the summer and seeing what's around yeah love it love it all sweet so are you running any cameras this year are you i so recently had a newborn oh so so that's where all your time recently had a newborn and then launched a new company so this this year it's (laughs) 
we have I have been out a couple times um, scouting, and I got a buddy that's running some cams and some areas we we hunt. He's cool. the one that's been sending me pictures and, and making whatnot. you jealous, <laughs> making me jealous, you know. But yeah, with the launch of a, a new company, a newborn, it's uh, it's you know time. Yeah, right. Time comes at a premium now, but sure. still still getting out. I I uh, we had to um, I do some volunteer work with with the scouts and took a bunch of them out. And I was like, if I got to take these kids out for three days, I'm taking them to my elk hunting spot. And we took them, and they had to do a hike. So we did their five-mile hike into where I like to elk hunt. And we scouted all morning long, and we actually got into some elk. There oh, were some cool. young bulls. It was it was awesome. There's some young, young bulls in there. And they were actually, you know, bugling back and forth. Well, Their just, little screeches. Just yeah. screeching, just trying to, you know, figure out their, their voice yeah. and just communicating. You hear the cows kind of going back and forth. And... Man, for those twelve and thirteen year olds, they they thought I just hiked them into Jurassic Park, you know, just to be a <laughs> hundred yards away from them and just watch that yeah. all morning long. That was that was pretty cool. But I was like, hey, if I gotta if I gotta pack these kids around, we're going we're going scouting in the yeah, morning. Yeah, that's freaking genius, was, man. It worked out. <laughs> we we located where where I wanted to see them, where they've been, and confirmed that they're still there. And then got a bunch of you know young men into interested yeah. in, into that aspect none of them hunt or yeah. anything like that and then took them back taught them how to shoot a bow that night and we had little kid bows for them and kind of created a whole whole experience yeah little little spark there maybe yeah it was, for some it of them was, that's cool it was fun we got some pretty cool videos of those boys just in awe and you know just for 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 someone who i guess doesn't hunt or doesn't get out like that to be in front of animals that size within a hundred yards. Um, I mean, obviously we were, we got a little too close to them than I would have, I would have liked to, but when you got a bunch of 12 and 13 year olds running around, you know, that, that tends to happen. But, um, it was just, it was really cool to just to film. Most of the time we were just filming their reactions to those, <laughs> those bugles. I thought that was, they thought that was so cool. That's awesome. It was, it was a good time. Heck yeah. Yeah. That's way cool. I mean, that's what it's all about, right? Sharing the passion. Oh, for and sure. And if you can combine some responsibilities with your love and hobbies. <laughs> hey, they had they had no idea awesome. my, what my true intention yeah, right. was hiking down there in the morning. He's but... just helping us get a merit badge. <laughs> yeah, they're just they had to do Actually. a five mile hike, and I'm like, wait a minute, five miles? That's about the exact distance I need to get in there. So it worked it worked out great for everyone. That's awesome. It was a good time. Yeah. Well, so you said you just, you had a newborn and you started a new company. Yeah. Tell us about the company. Yeah, Peak. Peak Refuel, we launched uh, four months ago in April. Uh, spent about two years before then developing the brand and, and into what it is now. Um, for, for me, uh, it started on a high country archery hunt for me, you know, taking some of the freeze-dried options out there, backpacking mills that were available. Mm -hmm. And about how's three or four years ago along the Wasatch on a trip, and taking taking some of the mills that were available, and I remember just being up there and, and preparing the mills after. I mean, you know what it's like after a long day, oh, yeah. busting, hiking. This is one of those. I know we were talking earlier about having to pack in water to camp. This is one of those where you have to pack yeah. water in because where the the water source is, it's not anywhere near where we like to hunt. Mm -hmm. And so it's just you know you've got two gallons of two to three gallons of water strapped to your bag and just getting up there's work enough and i remember that first night eating eating that meal and thinking 
it left a lot to be desired. You know, there was, there was a lot missing. And my background is I've, I've been in the freeze dry industry for, for six years. Okay. And so I was in the industry mm-hmm. doing other things, not, not mills like this. Um, so I knew a little bit about the industry and I remember just thinking that there had to be something better, something more we could do outside of what was already available. Yeah. And come to find out I wasn't the only one that's, that had that, that thought. Um, I think everyone that's had a, an instant meal like that (laughs) has had that thought. Yeah, for sure. I mean, sometimes they're hard to choke down. I mean, a hot meal on the mountain is, is great. And, but after you're eating the same thing for three days and it's not mixing well or whatever. It's it's you're wanting a cheeseburger or something. Oh, yeah. hey, <laughs> you want some real food. The best ingredient is hunger when yeah, you're in the mountain, and that that provides some of the best you know quality for for the meal is just that hunger you have while you're out there. But get back to work, and I find out that there's other guys I'm working with who have thought the same things, and I shared my thoughts with them, and and there's a there's a group of us that all came from freeze dry backgrounds, working for different companies and different with different responsibilities for those companies. And over the course of about two years, just worked on peak refuel. We, we asked the market, we did a lot of market research and just asking, okay, what's working, what's missing, what would you like to see? What, where could we improve and listening to that feedback and then getting it to a point where we thought we had six working mills. And then from there, it was just a lot. I can't tell you how many mills we tried and said, okay, great, we're 90% of the way there, but we want to see more meat, or we want to see more sauce, or less noodles, or whatever it might be, and just taste testing, taste testing meals for months, yeah. until we felt like, okay, this is this is what we want, this is where we're at, you know, and, and it took about two years to get all that done, the USDA approval, the branding, the packaging, all that, and then we launched, uh, we launched this April. Awesome. Yeah. So, I mean... You're talking about you got to do all that market research, which is huge in any startup company. I mean, you got to know what your competition is and and what you know what is desired out there in the market. Tell me about that process. How did how did you do that? Was that through talking to people, getting their input on social media, going to shows? What? Yeah. So the the hard part about launching a brand like this is you don't want to give away what you're doing before you get there. <laughs> so it was very yeah. hush hush. So gotcha. we, we use different services out there to target very specific segments of the market, the, okay. the backpacking, the outdoor, the outdoorsman, that side of the market, and just ask them. You know, we, we had qualifying questions for them to participate in these surveys about how many backpacking meals do you have, do you use on a yearly basis? And we, we use that. And then, yeah, I mean, there was a lot of asking family and friends that we knew that were authentic users, whether they be a mountain biker or a hunter, um, we sought out those authentic users and got their feedback and just asked and just said, okay, what's, if we're going to do this, we don't want to create another food brand. We want to create a food brand that stands out. That's a mm-hmm. little bit better, a better option for you, better tasting. And so we just asked, we yeah. asked and we listened the best we could without revealing what we right. were working on and what we were doing. And the great thing about that feedback is it set up parameters for our business. It set up key parameters that we said, okay, if we're going to launch these brands, we're going to work within these parameters. And some of those parameters were the feedback was we want more protein content. Uh, that The meals that were available weren't delivering on a consistent basis enough protein that a lot of individuals were supplementing that with 
jerky or nuts because they felt like they weren't getting the protein they needed in the back country. Mm-hmm. So the first thing was, okay, every meal we create with meat has to have at least 20 grams of protein or more per serving. So that was one of the key parameters from our research. The other was no fillers, no, none of this fake meat filler that had been common to use in the industry. You know, individuals wonder why their, their guts hurt after a couple of days where you're some of these mills have TVP. It's a textured vegetable protein. It's a soy-based protein, so it's not even a real meat. And they're in these mills to, to bring the cost down. Mm-hmm. And the problem is, is you're not used to eating it on a daily basis. So when you're exerting yourself physically on the trail and you're putting something in your body your body's not used to, and you go to bed at night and your buddy doesn't want to sleep in the same tent with you anymore, like, <laughs> you know, there's, there's a reason behind it. It's, right. it's the quality of food you're putting into your body. So another parameter was no fake meat. Everything is going to be 100% real meat and quality cuts. And that's that was another one of the parameters we set. Well, that's uh, huge. I mean, just in different diets and uh, maybe not even a diet per se, but just in being more conscientious of the foods that I'm putting into my body, you know, processed versus um, just, you know, raw, raw foods like vegetables and you know, um, fruits and, and things like that, man, I can tell a huge difference in how my body feels. Like my body tells me, Hey, that food that you put into me is good. Like that's good for me. Oh, for I, sure. I, I feel healthy. I feel like I have energy. And when I'm eating like hamburgers and French fries, you know, fatty foods like that, I mean, you do feel sluggish and stuff. You notice it. And especially on the trail, especially when you're yeah. exerting yourself right. physically like that. I mean, it's a difference when you might just be going to your, you know, your, your office job or a, a standard work day and putting something in your body like that. But when you're exerting yourself physically, especially like some of us do when mm-hmm. we're in the back country, the, the more important it is to make sure you're putting quality stuff into your body. And so that's why it was like, okay, no fake meat fillers. Let's throw those off the table and hundred percent real meat in everything we do. Yeah. And that kind of led us to the, the next parameter was a lot of people were asking for premium ingredients, quality ingredients. And so, with all the sourcing we did for, for the ingredients, everything we sourced was non-GMO. We want to make sure we're getting quality, high-quality, premium non-GMO ingredients going into our food. And with, you know, the combined experience with everyone that helped create Peak Refuel and the the background we had as the, the freeze-dry background, I mean, we have near 50 years' experience in the freeze-dry industry just from the different aspects that we all worked in over the years that we knew how to source those ingredients, where to go to, who were quality, you know, farmers and growers of these ingredients and, um, and making sure we use those as, as, as good sources because any good meal starts with quality ingredients. I mean, that's why like guys like us hunt, right? Yeah. Guys and gals like us hunt. I mean, we're out there to go and harvest clean quality meat so we can prepare, you know, high quality meals at home. Right. Same thing when we when we went to create these mills. It was high quality ingredients equals a high quality meal, which is a high quality experience. Yeah. And so that was another parameter that that came back from the market research was we want premium ingredients. We want non-GMO ingredients, and and that's what we sought out to do. Yeah, that's huge. So, do you mind me asking where you source your ingredients from? Are they a, local or all a lot over the of place? it? A lot of it's from the U.S. Some okay. of the some of it comes from from Canada as well, but it's it's very um, 
the suppliers the, the, the we have a certain process set up anytime that we 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 seek out a supplier for our ingredients or a source for our ingredients there's certain um, things that they must qualify in order for us to go to them and you know that's like i said from the 50 years experience we have in the freeze dry industry luckily we've built relationships with quality well-known farmers and growers of product that can deliver mm -hmm. high quality ingredients and 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 yeah and to you know to, to to answer your question yeah a lot of it's a lot of the sourcing is done here in the u.s awesome yeah that's pretty huge too i noticed on the packaging it says yeah made it and packaged in the u.s yeah and it's all it's all done it's all done here in utah in our, in our facility in american fork awesome and just to kind of get back to the the i guess the last parameter that we set you know so we got the the protein content 20 mm -hmm. grams or more 100 percent real meat non-gmo quality ingredients and the last was it's got to taste good right because it can have all <laughs> the bells and whistles but if it doesn't taste good, then who cares? You know, exactly. who, who's going to use it? Who's who's going to want to um, use that meal over and over, especially when we're going for four or five or even longer periods of time? You know, we, we got to make sure that 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 it does taste good, and that was that was a huge part in in the development is yeah making sure we could check that box right. Well, and another thing too, I mean, I think it attributes directly to taste is the visual. How does it look? Yeah. How, what's the appearance like? Yeah. And, I mean, how do you... I, I've tried the meals. I've tried not all of them, but I've tried several. And I was shocked at, I was telling you earlier, it looked like the picture on the bag. How do you maintain the the image? How do you get that visual thing? How, how does it not look like mush? Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's a, that's a great question. That's, you know, that's... Uh, I'm a simple man. When I go to a restaurant... 90% of the time, I'm ordering something I can see on the menu. If I can't yeah. see a picture of it, I have a hard time ordering. I don't yeah. know. I mean, that's just how I am. That's how I've always been. I think I've there's a direct been. correlation between yeah. visual to taste. Is If I can see something yeah. and go, okay, that looks good. Sure, I'm going to. And so we wanted to do the same thing on our packaging. We just wanted to be up front and say, this is what you're getting. This is what it looks like. This is this is the meal. And hope to entice someone to, to, to buy it and just try to be up, up front and and what the meal looked like, and we've done our best to deliver on that and hope that as you prepare these meals that you get what it looks like on the front of that package. Um, a lot of it has has to do with our freeze-drying process. Um, you know, all of our meals are freeze-dried. They're not dehydrated, and there's a difference. There is a difference there. The dehydration process, um, when it removes the moisture from the meal, it actually removes a lot of the taste and nutritional value as well. When that moisture comes out, the taste and nutritional value comes Pull with it. it. With it. it pulls it with it. It's okay. you know it when you put uh, a meal or product under extensive heat for a long period of time, you can imagine what's going to happen to that food, and that's that's what happens in the dehydration process. Now the freeze drying process is a lot more efficient in removing moisture content without removing the taste and the nutritional value. And so a lot of, of what we've done is invested in that freeze-drying process to ensure that the integrity of the mill isn't being jeopardized with the freeze-drying process. So a lot of you know what, what you see in there is it's quality ingredients in a mill you would just that you would cook like you would if you were at home. 
and then the moisture is just pulled out of there without removing the taste, nutritional value. Because of that, you get a meal that looks like you just prepared at your house, and that's what we're going for. Yeah. We're going for a, a chicken Alfredo that looks like you just made it at home, and all you had to do was add you know, 10 and a half ounces of hot water to the pouch and wait 10 minutes, and that's that's what we went for. That's what we were shooting for. Well, my f- initial impression was you nailed that department. Thank you. Like, I was blown away that it looked so good. It looked fresh. It looked like I had just cooked it at home. Like, I couldn't believe I had added water, to boiling water to it and let it, you know, hydrate and cook for 10 minutes. <laughs> we, we appreciate hearing that. We appreciate hearing that. I mean, that's that was the goal, right? Yeah. That was the goal is to deliver a high-quality meal. So is that something that's more proprietary and kind of secret, how you're maintaining the, the taste and stuff? nutritional value throughout your process you know freeze drying itself there's nothing i mean it's it's not proprietary freeze drying itself but maybe the way we go about processes might be a little bit proprietary to us compared to what else is being done out there now i can't i can't speak for others who use freeze drying but i do know that there are certain things in the process we do that that might be exclusive or might be different Mm -hmm. in how we do it than what's been done out there and and you know like i said the end goal it's just to provide a quality meal that that only makes the experience in the back country that mu- that much better. Yeah. Well, I mean, like I said, I've tried um, three of the meals. I've tried two entrees and then a breakfast. Uh-huh. And initial impression, I, I recorded a YouTube video. Well, recorded a video and threw it up on YouTube. Um, and I tried the sweet pork and rice. And yeah, I was just like, "Are you kidding me?" Like. <sighs> This is actually a freeze-dried meal. Like, this is insane. I was only going to eat half the package. I wasn't even hungry. Uh-huh. And I was like, nope, this whole thing's going down. <laughs> like, threw it down. I could not believe it. So, yeah, the next one I tried was after I went on a – we were on a scouting trip. I hiked in. It was about four miles in. Some really steep and rugged terrain. I mean, I was famished when I got back. And it was like I had some other stuff I could have ate and stuff, but I was like, man, I want something hot and something good. And – I don't want to do any work. So cooked up beef pasta marinara. And I'm like, well, marinara sometimes is a hit or miss, you know. I was shocked. I ate the whole thing again. Like I was going to share some of it with my buddy. And I'm yeah. like, you're going to have to find your own. Like this is all going Love down it. my gullet. Love it. And then uh, I was just telling you earlier, and um, this past weekend we were out again scouting. And unplanned, um, I had your breakfast skillet and my friend had a competitor's breakfast skillet we had them side by side um yeah we did not plan to have the same meal at all and i was just like what the heck and he looked at mine and as soon as i tore the packaging apart he was telling me like yours looks good i'm like it's not even cooked yet he's like i know but look at mine and i was like yeah well let's cook them let's see let's do a little taste test right since they were the same you know basic meal so we did we cooked them up and uh I open mine up, and he's just like, holy cow, dude, that doesn't even look freeze-dried. Like, that is so awesome. Look at all the sausage in there. Yeah. That's insane. Look at the peppers. Look at the color. I'm like, yeah, this is awesome. And his gets done cooking, and we peeked in the bag, and it's like, my eggs don't even look like eggs. (laughs) You know, and not to knock on other companies, um, but definitely could see that there was some thought and some process and genuinity, I guess, put in to your product yeah i mean it, it it looked like you had used premium ingredients and hadn't tried to you know cut any corners and fake anybody out yeah 
that was that was the goal there and yeah. I, and I'm, I'm, we love hearing that feedback that's that's been a lot of the feedback we've got so far on the product is is there has been a lot of shock when you open it and you actually see you know if, if it's the skillet you actually see sausage in there and you see large pieces eggs of look egg. like egg and yeah <laughs> and like when you have the alfredo there's gr- it's it's not just a chicken it's a it's a grilled chicken and large chunks of chicken you actually see what chicken's supposed to look like yeah. when, you know and it like it looks like chicken it looks like chicken and if it you know and it, and, and we hope it tastes like chicken too i mean that's what that's what we're going for yeah hopefully it squawked like a chicken beforehand you know too. what that's 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 the that's the goal right there and no we love we love hearing that feedback and yeah, yeah there's there's a lot of a lot of options out there and when it comes to to, to backpacking meals and we just wanted to provide something that might offer you a little bit better of an experience give you the protein content you need give you the energy you need to to get in the backcountry further to be able to wake up that next day with energy and not and you not you know not have your guts feel destroyed or anything yeah. like that we that was the goal we 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 were seeking for and and the feedback has has been has been positive you know and and we appreciate we appreciate hearing that yeah so, I mean, you're talking about um, having all the protein in your meals, and that was one thing I first noticed looking at the package. I mean, it's right there, big, bold print, you know, and I was pretty excited about that. What else can you tell me about the nutritional facts um, with your meals? Yeah. Yeah, you, you bring up the skillet, and that that's one that we we use a lot of time to compare um, to, to maybe the other freeze-dried skillets on the market. But uh, you'll notice in that skillet, I mean, you're getting – more protein per serving, you're getting less sodium, less cholesterol per serving, while having 100% real meat, where it's very common in in the breakfast skillets out there to use that TVP, which is a the textured vegetable protein, the soy-based meat mixed with with real meat. Mm-hmm. Very common to see that in other skillets on the market, and our skillet has nine ingredients. Where when you look at a lot of the ones out there, they're they're 20 and, and more, you know. 20 ingredients or more in just that that one package there. And sometimes less is more. Sometimes I mean, less go, is more, yeah. Going back to our, our side-by-side comparison, um, I tasted the other one um, alongside the one uh, your the Peak Refuel. And, uh, I mean, they both tasted good. They both had a good taste. But the thing I noticed about the other meal was the taste was almost fake. It seemed like they had added chemical of some sort, and I'm no scientist or even like professed to be educated in it, but it seemed fake. It didn't seem like it was a real genuine taste. And yours did. Like, I I think I needed to mix it up a little bit better because I noticed all like there was pepper at the bottom. Oh yeah. (laughs) And so I I I mixed up a little bit better. I'm like, oh, there's there's that peppery taste I was going for. But yeah, I was just like blown away. Yeah, we try to keep the taste as natural as possible without adding. Um, sometimes there will be like a um, flavor enhancement yeah. or like a smoke overlay that is then used on the entire meal itself. So if you're eating a potato or if you're eating an egg or a sausage, it all tastes the same because there's a flavor system in there right. that, that kind of encompasses the entire meal. So if you're eating a potato, it has the same taste as if you're eating the egg where – we avoided that with that skillet. So when you bite into the potato, it tastes like a potato and the pepper, a pepper and the egg and egg and, you know, the sausage, the sausage. Exactly. I mean, that's how yeah, I cook at home. And that's, 
that was the goal. And we we love we love hearing that. We you know appreciate that you noticed that because yeah, there is there is certain additives that are used at times and in, in in dried mills, whether they're dehydrated or freeze dried, um, you know, flavor systems to to kind of um, you know that encompasses the entire encompasses the entire meal. So you like we were just talking about, you know, it's it, you don't have the natural taste and texture of a meal like you might prepare it at home. Yeah. Well, let's talk sodium. Um, you know, eating these backpacking meals all throughout Boy Scouts and growing up and stuff, you know, I heard a lot of things about how bad sodium was for you and, and going through school and stuff and other things. And it's like these, all these freeze-dried meals are just loaded with sodium. Yeah. And I did notice that your meals have a lot lower sodium content. Um, and I was talking to you before we started this, and um, I don't know everything about it, but to me... I know your body needs salt to function well. Like you can't just sit there and drink water after water after water. You're flushing all the salt out of your system and then you're going to get um, worn out. You're going to lose those electrolytes that are key to staying hydrated. You have to have salt in your diet. And so to me, it seems like having some sodium is a good thing when you're out there on the, the mountain, you're hiking in five, six, seven miles, exerting all that energy, sweating all that out. You need some salt replacement. What uh, what is Peak Refuel's whole idea on the sodium? Yeah, no, you're you're exactly right. I mean, you need sodium. Yeah. You need it while you're out there. You're you're exerting yourself. You're sweating. You need to replace that. And you're you're spot on. You know, uh, sometimes water, just drinking water and flushing everything out isn't isn't the best thing for you when you're out there. So you need sodium. So there is there's sodium in these mills, mm-hmm. and we try to keep it within reason though, by not making it oversaturated with sodium to the point where it's like okay you know like i can tell this is loaded with sodium and right. it's not you know it's it's it gets to a point where it's not you know too much of it is is not a good thing or it's not the best thing for you so we when we created these meals that was another thing that we looked at was just saying okay they're going to have sodium let's face the facts mm-hmm. you need sodium in, in the back country but let's keep it within reason and, you know, the, the, the food science side of it, I mean, they were very cognizant of sodium content and trying to keep it within, you know, within reason. I mean, there's going to be some ingredients and some things in there that, that if you want a good tasting meal, you're going you're gonna to need to have. And, and sodium, you got to have that. Mm-hmm. You need it. Yeah. It's good for you to, to an extent, you know, when you're, when you're sweating like you are right. in the backcountry. Um, but yeah, just try to keep within reason. And, and the goal was to, to make it a little bit less than what, what has been the norm in, mm-hmm. in backpacking mills, but still providing sodium that you do need, that you need to replace. Yeah. And another thing I was noticing was the calories. I mean, they, there's, there's quite a bit of calories in them, but again, it's not as much as I've seen in other meals. And that is huge. You're, you're burning a lot of calories hiking. I mean, that's a strenuous activity. Uh-huh. Um, especially around here along the Wasatch Front. If you've ever hiked it, you For know it's sure. straight up and down. So I, I don't know what the calories per hour the average person burns hiking up it, but it's yeah. it's surely high. So you need something to replenish those calories. And I think that your meals definitely – I mean, man, after I ate those meals after my hikes, I mean, I felt good. I mean, sometimes I've eaten freeze-dried meals. I felt like crap. Uh-huh. Like you were talking, my gut hurts. I – can't go to the bathroom for two days. I get <laughs> stuffed up. Yep. 
I didn't have that experience. Not to say, you know, have TMI out there, but... Uh, <laughs> we've all been there. Let's just be honest. It's facing the facts we've, here. We've all been there. It's either you're, you're plugged up or your buddy's yeah. wanting you to move out of the yeah, tent right. because other things are happening. And I was just impressed. Like, I didn't feel like garbage. And it goes back to having premium ingredients, real food in it. I mean, and keeping it simple. Yeah. Your body knows good food. Yeah. And, and it thrives you, on it. Yeah. And you talk about calories, like, you know... Our our meals will vary on that. There's some that's like that beef pasta marinara mm-hmm. you mentioned. I mean, 49 grams of protein in one pouch, yeah. 990 calories. Like, if you've been you know out there all day busting it, and you need you need some energy. I mean, that's a great meal to go to. You oh, can, yeah. you can pound that. You can get the 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 protein content, the calories you need to to keep keep you pushing or to help you recover, uh, right? And have a good night's sleep and and get ready to go back at it in the morning. Uh, some of the other mills, you know, they might be in the, you know, six, seven hundreds. Um, mm-hmm. But so there are different options out there, kind of depending on what you might need for that trip. Maybe it's maybe it's just a quick little day trip and, mm-hmm. and you don't need the, the amount of calories. So you might go something with like the teriyaki that has less. Or maybe you're like, yeah, I need more energy. I want the, you know, thousand calorie meal than that beef pasta marinara is calling your name. Yeah. I and mean, it's, it's ready for you. One thing that... Um, we've talked to, to, to some of the, um, people that have tried it, that bought the, the product and tried it, that they do as well with that sweet pork and rice that you had is packed two tortillas, two sweet pork burritos on the trail. That's probably been like the biggest feedback on that meal is like tortillas, sweet pork, like sweet pork burrito Dude, heaven right there. I've seen, I saw some pictures on your Instagram of that and I yeah. was like, that's genius. Why didn't I think of that? Yeah. <laughs> Cause I don't plan very well yep. ahead of time, but I can tell you what, next time I'm taking tortillas. I even thought that with the breakfast skillet. Yeah, yeah. Throw a little Cholula on there. Oh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Get, get your little, <laughs> little sauce pack and next exactly. time you're out and pack that in there. Exactly. Take some tortillas and that's a great one too if, you know, you can, that one if it's it's a morning or maybe you're not as hungry, it's a great one to split with somebody, that mm-hmm. skillet. If, yeah. Especially if you're packing tortillas. Same thing with the sweet pork burrito, you know, if like, ah, maybe one's a little too much for me or you know the two because everything's a two serving pouch right. maybe i don't need both servings now just take you some tortillas and mm-hmm. that's what i did with that that same trip i told you when i took those scouts mm-hmm. um down into to the elk hunting spot is that's what we did we just packed in tortillas and just that's split awesome. them up between everyone and had us a little little sweet you know sweet pork burrito party down there it was, it was great that's awesome everyone loves burritos oh sweet yeah pork. and if you're from utah i mean come on now you you love sweet pork. come on now yeah for sure <laughs> so uh, how many meals do you have yeah we launched with four entrees okay. and two breakfast meals and, and what are they they Breaking are the down. two breakfast is the straw the straw well, the first one's a strawberry granola um that you can eat as a cold cereal that one doesn't need any heat to mm-hmm. prepare one cup cold water stir it for two minutes and that's it's ready to go that one i probably use the most because it's just super easy if it's a hike yeah. before work yeah right it's just it's like the perfect amount of food for me at least on a quick hike before work or maybe it's you need a little snack as you're getting up to you know setting up the base top, camp yeah, or right. whatever glassing hill or something in the morning yeah. two minutes yeah it's, it's way and easy no to heat. do that's huge. yeah so if it's like oh, i don't need a pack you know the um the, the striker or jet or whatever you're taking as your heat source, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's a great one to do. And then the other breakfast option is like you mentioned the the breakfast skillet. And that one has the, the sausage, the eggs, the peppers in there, 39 grams of protein per package. 
Um, and then the four entrees, we got the two chicken options, the chicken teriyaki with rice, and then the chicken Alfredo pasta that's been a it's been a big hit. It's been a big hit. The grilled chicken in there. That's the one that you said you wanted to try next. We might have to grill yeah. some of that up tonight. Yeah, and, right. And, you know, prepare some of that so you can see the grilled chicken in it's there. It's still that's, in my pack. I just didn't get to it this last weekend. <laughs> that's that's a good one. And then the beef pasta marinara. Yeah. And then the sweet pork and rice. That so, one so far has been my favorite. <laughs> we, that's, it's it's kind of different than what you may have experienced before in a, in a backpacking meal. It's, yeah. it's something that... We haven't seen it that was out there, so we thought, let's roll the dice on this. You know, it might be unique to the market, and we launched it, and it, the feedback's been really positive on it. The the slices of pork, are, it can be thick in there sometimes, yeah. so that's one that you'll want to make sure you pork. stir around and make sure it lets, you know, you let it sit yeah, uh, just so that pork can uh, rehydrate, reconstitute all the way, but that one's been a very, you know, very popular meal. Awesome. So four entrees and two breakfasts, and I've tried, what, two entrees and a breakfast. Yeah. So far, man, I've, I've been impressed. Um, do you guys have any other plans to release new meals in the future? For sure. Yeah, it wasn't okay. just let's launch six and stop here. I mean, we, yeah. we launched six. We've done our best to, to get them in the hands of authentic users and, you know, get them in, in retail channels that people can find the product and purchase, but simultaneously with that we've already started developing the next mills the next phase of, of peak refuel and the goal is to have that available for early in 2019 to have that awesome. ready for for camping season spring camping for 2019 so we uh we got back from the outdoor retailer show and the, one of the first things we did is we all sat down and said okay what's the next batch of mills what are we gonna what are we gonna do and we all we got feedback same thing now we have an yeah. audience right now we have a customer base. We know, you know, people are starting to know who Peak Refuel are. So we don't have to be secretive about, you know, who is this company. So we, we've used that audience to say, mm. okay, like, what have you seen? What have you really liked? Is there a meal that you like that we can try to make better? Is there a meal that's not out there yet that we can, uh, you know, try to create? And so we just had a big brainstorm session not too long ago to put all those meals on the board and just start working on them until we feel like we have another four or six options that we can we can roll out to the public awesome walk me through that process of how you get an idea to a retail shelf yeah it's a it's a process it's a it's I, a long I can imagine it's a when i talk about it being two years in the making i mean a lot of that was this process here yeah identifying those mills um and then not only identifying, but make sure they fit within those parameters we talked about. Right. Because those aren't going anywhere. Mm -hmm. Those parameters are still kind of our guiding principles so as far as... what makes peak refuel peak refuel. Exactly. You know, it's it's what's going to guide us into this next meal development and, and, and every meal development from here on out. Mm -hmm. So not only do we have to identify those meals, but then we have to make sure they fit within those parameters. And then we have to go to our group of farmers and growers and to ensure that we can get the right ingredients, right? Right. For, for those meals, stick yeah. with the high quality ingredients to give you a high quality experience. And then from there, it's a lot of testing, a lot of freeze drying and then rehydrating and then eating and then getting everyone's feedback and saying, okay, where were we at? Where were we off? And we get all the feedback, go to the food science and say, okay, we need, you know, more of this and less of that and then a week later it's another it's another <laughs> meal, <test>. another <laughs> taste test and 
we do that until we are confident and comfortable in what we have. And then from there, it's working with USDA to get approval on the packaging right. and, and getting the branding and the, and the pictures you see on the packaging and all that. I mean, it's, it takes a process. So to have something ready for, you know, for spring of 2019, I mean, it's something we have to be working on now and we are, and yeah. that's, you know, it's, it's, it's a continual process. It's not, well, we have six mills. Let's see where these go. And we'll, no, it's like we launched six. Okay. Now what's the next six? Right. Cause it's a long process. It's, it's a, more it's to a it long than, process. than coming up with like, Oh, I want uh, Mac and cheese, you know, with hot dogs in it. Yeah. I'm going to go to the store and buy the ingredients. We're going to dehydrate this and it's yeah. ready to go. It's, it's, it's a lot longer process than that. And, uh, having the, the experience we have with our team that, yeah. you know, the, the group of us that helped launch, helped start peak refuel, having that experience in the different backgrounds is, um, is, is what's, you know, helps us to, to work through that process. Cause you'll have some brains that say, Oh, you forgot about this step, you know, they might come from the supply side and, Oh yeah, you're right. You know, we got to factor this in. And then someone from, you know, the, the marketing side is, oh, I need X amount of weeks to make sure I can get the packaging done. And right. and so it's great to have that kind of knowledge in, in one room at at one time and two and to make sure that, you know, that we've given ourselves enough time to, to prepare and launch those mills. Yeah. So stay tuned. Awesome, dude. We'll, I'm excited to see what we'll make sure We'll make sure we keep you in the loop with where we're at and, cool. and maybe get you a few of these, uh, uh, you know, we have some, some test samples ready get your get your feedback on there because be happy to peak refuel is all about listening we're all about listening to to the authentic users the you know those that are using this on a consistent basis yeah um because they're the ones that we're you know we're trying to uh, make happy or we're, we're the, they're the ones like yourself that that are out there almost on a weekly basis you know using this product and we want to make sure that we deliver something that that you want well, that's the key to any successful company, you know, business model is listening to your consumer, right? I mean, if if you're making it for you and not for your consumer, you're doing it wrong. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's not about what you want. Hey, it's about what your consumer wants. If we were making wants. it for me, I think we'd just be having like duck tacos <laughs> and who, who knows what, you Goose know. Goose fajitas. Goose fajitas. <laughs> and that's, that's, that's what the 2019 mill lineup would there look like go. over there. <laughs> Might have to try one of those. Goose, you know, <laughs> duck, jalapeno poppers wrapped in bacon. Oh, that would man. be that, if you could freeze dry that. You know, Some that's dove jerky. Oh, now we're talking. <laughs> now we're talking. Oh heck yeah! Um, something else I was going to ask you about your packaging. Um, kind of like why why you decided to package it the way you did. Um, put two servings in a pouch. Do you have any plans to to go with like a one serving, smaller, more compact pouch for the hardcore? you know, I guess guys that are counting their, their grams that are adding to their pack. <laughs> yeah. No, that's a great question. And and that gets brought up a lot. Okay. Why is it, you know, two servings? Well, two servings based off the size of a serving. So there's two, you know, there's two servings in each, in each pouch. Mm -hmm. The, the research that we did and when talking to, to, to those that use the product is that most of us, when we are on the trail, we do need more than one serving. You know, we need more than just a single serve option when you've been hiking all day to get to that sweet fly fishing spot, you know, wherever that might be, or if there's a awesome basin that you like to camp in, you know, it's, um, a lot, it, you exert a lot of energy to get up there. 
Yeah. And so the feedback was you needed two servings, you know, a lot of the time. So that's kind of why everything you see is in a two serving package right now. Um, for some people, it, we the feedback on some of the meals is, yeah, I split this with, you know, if, if husband and wife are out or two buddies are out or whatever it might be, you know, you, you and your son are out there uh, or daughter, um, you know, some of the feedback is, yeah, this is enough for me to split and share with someone. Um, but, you know, for a lot of us that are burning a lot of calories, that we need those two servings. And we, 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 we do listen and hear that there is – you know, there are some out there that are interested in single serve options or smaller serving portions. Maybe it's not just one serving, maybe it's one and a half right. or something. And we're taking those into consideration and we've definitely they've been on our drawing board more than once and yeah. exploring that. Um, so that's that's definitely something we've looked at and continue to look at and continue to listen and see, okay, you know, how many how many users out there of, of you know, freeze dried mills wanna see that and and you know, we'll, we'll continue to listen to that and, and and see what we can come up with. Well, yeah, a company, I mean, having been launched for only four months, the drawing board is full. The, the, <laughs> you know what? We had to buy another drawing board because it fills it fills up quick. You there know? you go. There's, That's how you know you're serious. There's a lot of, there's a lot of, I mean, you can see here, the entire wall behind me is a drawing board and, yep. and there's a lot of, there's a lot of fun things. You know, the, the great thing with working with, um, you know, with, with people like yourself out there and, and hearing the feedback on the product is, is you can call me up. You can send us an email and say, Hey, this is what I love. This is what I'd like to see. And we take that into consideration. We don't, you know, it's not just like, okay, let me file that into the the trash bin over there. No, we, we listen, you know, and, and sometimes some of the stuff we hear is like, Oh, that's, that is a great idea. You know, let's see what we can, we can do. Uh, but like you said, we yeah, we launched four months ago, so there's a lot of work and just oh, yeah. still getting the, the name out there and doing a lot of demos and taste testing and getting it in the right re- retail locations that we feel like fits our business model. And um, a lot of that work going on, but still, you know, thinking about development and further, uh, you know, product planning for the future. Yeah. Well, that, that leads me into my next question. Um, where... Like, what retail stores have you made it into? Where can people find your stuff, and who are you marketing towards? Yeah, I well, I think our market. Uh, to to answer that one first, I mean, it's it's anyone that is looking for a delicious, quality, convenient meal on the trail. Now, that might be your Boy Scout, that might be your elk hunter, that might be you know your mountain biker that that wants a quick meal after after a ride. I mean, it mm-hmm. it's a variety of end users. We've had a lot of people actually that that go on ATV rides. You know whether that's your you know your side by side or your four wheeler that say, hey, when after a three or four you know hour ride, I want something quick that great. Boil you some water, pour it in this pouch, and in ten minutes, you know you've got a meal to to, to feed everyone and and you know that you're riding with. So there's a there's a variety of uses for that. Yeah. But it's I mean it's a we're an outdoor meal brand. We are we are catering to outdoor enthusiasts, you know, regardless of what that activity is. Uh, we just want to provide a better experience for you. We want to whatever you're doing, uh, like I said, if if it's that you know hiking in that sweet fly fishing spot that you think about all year long, we just want to provide. We just want to enhance that experience with a quality meal. And so we look for those type of retail partners that um, are catering to that type of audience, mm-hmm. whether that is the the casual backpacker or whether that's the 
the individual going for a 10-day trip or hunting, ATV riding, whatever it might be. We look for those type of in, those type of retail partners who are already catering to those individuals and see if we can work with them. Um, there's a lot of great companies here locally that, that, that sell our product and, um, you know, working with a few national, um, chains as well to get our product in there. But you can always go, if you're wondering if there's a retail location near you, you can always go to peakrefuel.com and the where to buy tab at the top of the page, type in your zip code and that'll show you the closest store to you. Okay. Um, that's, that we have the product in. And if, Hey, if, if we don't have one that's close to you, send us your feedback, say, Hey, this is where we've actually gotten to a few locations that way. We've had customers and fans of our product just email and say, this is where I buy all my, you know, mountaineering stuff. And can you try to get the product in there? And we've contacted those companies and that's, that's worked. You know, we said, Hey, we've got people in the area that have asked for this. What can we do to work together? And, And that's helped. So yeah, if you go to that page and you say, well, I'd, you know, I'd like to see it um, in this location. By all means, you know, send us an email. Let us know where where you're buying the product at, where you want to see it, and we'll we'll reach out to them. We'll see if we can't make it work. Awesome. That's that's way cool. You, I mean, in every aspect, you're listening to your your consumers or yeah. potential consumers. We we try to. We <clears throat> that's try cool. To. And then people can also buy the meals online yep. at your website, peakrefuel.com. Yep, peakrefuel.com. You can you can buy it there. We have. Our entire lineup there have some, you know, shirts some and hats merch. and whatnot, and merch as well. And Heck yeah. And, it, you know, our, our our marketing guy, he got a little creative, and he actually hid a, a free item on our website that any, you don't even have to make a purchase if you want the company sticker. There you go. You want the decal for your cooler, for your, <laughs> you know, the truck, the whatever it might be. There's a, there's a free item on that website that, that he hid, and some people find it. And we get people that just say, hey, I just want the free item, and great. We send it out to you, you know. Cool. Just yeah. tell us where to sh- just tell us where to mail it, and we'll mail you the the decal. So he got a little he got a little he thought he was a little clever when he <laughs> did that. Um, but yeah, I mean, you can find everything at peakrefuel.com. Heck yeah. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm I've just been just shocked that there's such a good tasting freeze dried meal option out there, and there's it. there's several you know, meals. And I'm, I'm excited to see what you guys are coming out with in the future. Um, I got to try some of these other ones. Yeah. We got, <laughs> I got to get some more of that sweet pork. We got to get you on, we got to get you on the it's sweet ridiculous. pork burrito train, uh, man. Yeah. We got to get you Buy on tortillas there. after I leave here. You know, <laughs> it's, it's, dinner. it's, it's, a, it's a great, well, uh, you know, I'm biased, but we believe we got right. a great product. It's, it's something that, no, and I think you do have a great thing going. Well, thank you. You know, we, we try to do as many demos as we can to get people to, to you know, it's it's a consumable. People like to try something before they buy it. Oh, yeah. Um, to, to offer that to your listeners, we'd love to, to extend a 25% off and free shipping code on our website to any of the SON followers that want to, um, you know, try the products. Just use SON25 at checkout, and that'll get you 25% off and free shipping on your order for you to, to try the product. Heck, yeah. That's awesome. Is that cool? Yeah. Can do that? Let's do it. All and right. How long is that good for? Let's go. Let's go till the end of September on that. Sounds awesome, let's dude. Go that's the end huge. Of September. So, all of you people listening to this, um, you're all outdoors people, I'm sure, or else I don't know why you're listening to <laughs> our podcast, but that's huge. Uh, go check them out, peakrefuel.com. Use the code SAHN25, S A H N25, and anything, merch, um, food 
you name it, you can even get that freebie. Find, find, <laughs> find the golden freebie That's on right. the website there. 25% off and free shipping. That You're not going to find a better deal than that. Um, I was going to ask you too, um, and, and maybe this is something in the works and or whatever, being four months having since you launched, but uh, what, what does Peak Refuel have in, as part of their business model for conservation efforts, or are you guys get, finding a way to give back to – yeah, you know, no, that's maintaining a, resources. That's and, a great question, and 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 that conversation was one of the first conversations we had when we when we launched the brand. Because at the end of the day, everyone here we're all outdoor enthusiasts. We might have different hobbies. You know, right. I I I might be the hunter of the group, mm-hmm. and we have others that are, um, you know, that the CEOs a the big fly fisher loves to get out and fly fish. Um, the Bart, our marketing uh, director that that you met earlier mm-hmm. today. I mean, he's loves the mountain bike. He's always taking his kids camping and whatnot. Does a lot of hiking and backpacking as well. So we're all outdoor enthusiasts. And so we understand the importance of giving back. As a young company, a lot of that has been time. You know, we all volunteer with, with youth or different youth organizations and taking them out. And, you know, like I said, for me, it was, it was my volunteer times goes with the scout group Mm -hmm. and taking them out and teaching them how to camp. I mean, that, you know, we had a little three-day camp out, and the first day we went fishing, I can't tell you how many hooks I had to tie and, bait, you know, baiting every hook. You and, didn't really get to fish. <laughs> no, I did not fish for three days straight. They caught over 100 fish, and I did not catch a single one of them. But it was cool to see by day three, yeah. all the boys were tying their own hooks on. They were baiting their own hooks. They were casting, you know. The, the only thing that I was still helping them with was removing the hook without, you know, destroying the fish mm-hmm. and... Um, oh, and every single one of us, every single one of us at the company has this summer at some point with some youth organization has spent time, um, taking them outdoors and using peak refuel on the way, you know, showing them, yeah. okay, this is how you prep a mill at camp, but here's another option. If you are backpacking, if you need something quick, um, we've all done it that way as well. And, you know, there we've, we've outfitted some other organizations as well with, with product, you know, a lot of it has been spent by just, you know, when you, when you are young, it's, you, you have time, you know, you, you can still use your time to, mm-hmm. to help, to promote, um, the outdoors For and sure. getting the youth out there. I mean, they are our future. So that's been a f- big focus of ours. We're still in conversations with local organizations to help to, to give back to, to conservation efforts. I mean, that's very, obviously from my side as a hunter, that's very important to me. That's yeah. something that I, you know, very personal. I take, and take to heart and so there are conversations ongoing with local groups to help support them in, in the ways that we can uh, you know whether that may be time whether that may be financially right and as those um, relationships continue to grow and develop we'll, we'll put those on our website so yeah. those that, that are interested in finding out who we've partnered with and what we're doing to give back they can they'll be able to find that information in the not too distant future on, on our website um, and like I said a lot of it right now is just spending time and teaching right. um, youth especially how to to utilize and how to enjoy the outdoors and that's huge like you said they're they're the future and need to you know pass yeah. on those traditions pass on the knowledge that we've gained the love for outdoors and yeah. the recreational activities we like it's good to pass that on oh so that's, that's it's, huge. it's so fun too after taking that group and teaching them how to, to to shoot bows i i had one that he just he he ended up buying a bow after the camp out and was sending me pictures of like bullseyes that he had shot, you know, I'm like, Heck yeah, I'll, the weird thing was, is it was like a picture of like 
the couch in the background. I'm like, I hope you're not firing this in the house. But he was all jazz. And he's His mom like, might have a talk with you. Yeah, he's like, you know, he was. It's it was just funny to hear him how he was wording everything, you know, and just he he would call it the little league deer hunt because I told him there was like youth opportunities to to hunt, you know, for for youth. And he's like, he would text me when we got back. He's like how do I get into that little league uh, hunting program you were talking about? And I was just, uh, you know, just explain that to him. And that's what it's all about. Yeah. Getting, no, getting them out there where they might not have the chances to do so. Right. And just showing them, Hey, this is, this is an option. Yeah. What and else is out there? Yeah. Besides I mean, the, the video games, the TV, uh, you know, even just your little sporting. Oh, for sure. There was definitely a, um, you know, we, we had a little moment there and we said there wasn't going to be any fortnight for three or four <laughs> days for them, but they all forgot about that after a couple of days, you know, just like some fish. We just, oh, it was awesome. You know, the, the first night it was who wants to go fishing? And it was like, oh, I guess we'll try it. And then the second night after teaching them that you can catch fish and this is how it was, you know, it was them coming to get us. Hey, can we go fishing now? And it's, it was cool to see. And, uh, you know, here at Peak Refuel, we want to, we want to be able to do more of that yeah. and introduce people to the outdoors, different activities and, and give back financially where and when we can. And, you know, like I said, those, all those organizations will be up on our website once those conversations are finalized. Cool. Well, I'm excited to see, uh, where that goes yeah. in the future. So, um, again, you can check out Peak Refuel online at their website, www.peakrefuel.com. Your social medias, are you on Facebook, yep. Instagram? Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, and all just at Peak Refuel. Okay. At Peak Refuel. Um, you can order off the website. You can find a store maybe near you mm -hmm. by visiting the locator, dealer locator on their website. Um, anything else? You guys have a YouTube channel yet? Uh, yeah, we do. Really? We do, we do have a couple, couple videos. I think we got like two, you know, our, you our launch video mm -hmm. and a, and a how to, how to prep video, which is pretty quick. Cause there's not a whole yeah. lot that, that goes into it. It's pretty to, dang simple. How to prep the product that we had. A couple of our ambassadors that yeah. they helped put together for us, which was great. Um, yeah, I mean, as you as you try the product, feel free to reach out to us. Let us know. Tag us in, you know, if in your in your outdoor adventures. Let us let us know how you're using it, where you're using it, and what the what the feedback is. Yeah, give them lots of feedback, guys. That's how uh, they learn and improve. We're all we can always buy another whiteboard. We can always <laughs> buy another whiteboard. I don't know if you can buy more walls though. Yeah, you, we're, you're right. We're kind of maxed out. That's a little out. more expensive. We're kind of maxed out in space in here, but. No. Well, cool, Travis. I appreciate you taking time to sit down and talk about Peak Refuel and exciting new meal options for people who are serious about backpacking and getting out in nature and looking for that uh, a different option. Yeah, appreciate so, it. Yeah, thanks for coming down. Cool, thanks. All right, Ian here, and I hope all of you enjoyed that podcast, that conversation as much as I did. I am extremely excited about the peak refuel stuff that's going on. Um, I learned a lot in this this conversation McCade was able to have, and I ha honestly haven't even tried the peak refuel meals yet, but I'm about to. Uh, this podcast should be coming out Tuesday which if you're one of those people who listens to things as they come out, I mean, that's right now. Tuesday's now. And I'm heading out on an antelope hunt in Colorado uh, Thursday. So in a couple days here, I will be dining on peak refuel for the majority of the weekend, uh, testing it out, seeing what I think, and hopefully providing some feedback uh, along 
with what McCade's already been able to do. Uh, the other thing I've taken is my King's gear, King's camo. Um, this has been a game changer for me in the way that I dress and layer and all kinds of things. I mean, I've always been a layering guy, which is why it was so easy for me to grasp onto the King's camo stuff, but it's just really kind of added dimensions to the way that I layer. Um, and I think, well, just in thinking about the hunt coming up for you know, the plains hunt, this prairie grasslands antelope hunt, um, there's not much cover, and I'm not going to want a lot of layers. So I've been thinking about the, the kinds of things I want to take, and, and the piece of King's Camel that keeps coming to mind for me, um, I'm taking this XKG Elevation Quarter Zip t-shirt. Uh, it's a long sleeve t-shirt. It zips down. Uh, it says quarter zip, but it really comes down to about the middle of the shirt. It unzips quite a ways, um, more than I've been used to on other quarter zips, but I like it. Uh, vents extremely well. The fabric is very lightweight. Uh, it stretches. It's two-way stretch, so however you move, it's going to stretch with you. The tail of it is pretty long, uh, so like kind of like a tuxedo tail a little bit, you know, where you, it's longer in the back than it is in the front. So if you sit down and you're one of those guys who likes to moon everybody <laughs> or you're afraid of the ants crawling in there or something, you know, this, this is an extra tail on the back, keeps things nice and comfy back there and covered up, um, which I've got a long torso. I'm 6'2 and, and skinny as all hell. So I'm, I got this long torso. I need that extra length in the back. I love that, that feature. Um, the other thing this, this shirt does, it's got this, uh, like a polygene technology, um, which neutralizes odors. Uh, what it does is it stops bacteria that causes odor to even take hold and even let the garment start to stink. So it's just a fantastic piece of gear. It's lightweight. It's going to protect me from the sun, much like a, like a nice fly fishing shirt would. Uh, and then, of course, as always, it's going to keep me concealed. Um, King's Camo has the best stick and leaf patterns on the market, hands down. Um, I'm running Desert Shadow. Uh, it's my favorite, and it's very fitting for those western plains. And don't forget to use the code SAHN, S-A-H-N, at kingscamo.com for 15% off your entire order. And that's anything that's on sale, anything that's not on sale, everything. Just whatever's in the basket, 15% off with the code SAHN at checkout.